Well, welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. Now, you don't find everybody every day that has a passion, at least at the NRB, for Santa Claus. But I'm sitting here with Wayne Vanderwall. <laughs> Wayne wrote the book on it. It's called The Gospel of Santa Claus. Yes. Inspired by a true story of St. Nicholas. So welcome, Wayne. How fun. What a neat book and what a beautiful title. And, and, and I'm excited to know, you know, how does a youth pastor from Reno, Nevada end up writing about Santa Claus? <laughs> well, thank you, Robbie, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, yeah, the story uh, is actually a sort, sad story on how the book came about. It was uh, in the year 2008 and I went through a divorce. And so it was my first holiday season as a single divorced father to you know, a single income, disillusion with the whole, uh, you know, materialism of the, of the season and, and uh, you know, just rough times, family split apart and, you know, just sad times. And so uh, what I set out to do that Christmas season was to learn more about Christmas, more about Santa Claus, more about St. Nick. I, I knew there was a connection between St. Nicholas and Santa Claus, but I really didn't know much about it. And so started doing research and discovering his story, his true story, what they what they've researched to know about him just blew me away. And and truthfully, uh, what we learned during that season about him uh, really changed the way we did Christmas, my children and I, and also changed uh, really our Christian faith in, in many ways. So you actually were single dadding it it sounds like at christmas that year yeah yeah in this book you know the the you've heard the the phrase uh, god brings beauty out of ashes and that's what he did during that season for us yeah wow so take us there a little bit of at least wet the appetite of course you have to go to amazon and get the whole book the <laughs> is it out yet yeah yeah it's uh, i have a, a website the gospel com, and there's a purchase page. It's everywhere, thankfully. I, I've been real blessed. It's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, on ebook everywhere, and even audiobook. Uh, I have a narrator who from out of Hollywood that does voices, and he did a, a unique voice for every single character in the book. Uh, so it's a really fun audiobook. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so how... how it changed us. Uh, just some of uh, the highlights of St. Nick's uh, life was he was born in 270 AD, so just a couple centuries after Jesus was around. So Christianity was still a very young religion at that point. And it, he was born in the country called Lycia, which today is Turkey. And so if he was around today, he'd be Turkish. Uh, but at that time, it was a Greek culture. So imagine being this young Christian family. Uh, in a Greek culture, Greek country, ruled with all their Greek gods, ruled by the Roman Empire with all their Roman gods, and then Emperor Diocletian at that time proclaiming himself a god. So very diverse, very unique uh, period of time for, for Nicholas to be born in. And what, what's miraculous to me about that is uh, his family was at the, actually wealthy. So to be Christian in that time and period, in that location, and to be wealthy was, was incredible. Uh, tragically, his parents died when he was young uh, by the plague. And so he inherited uh, their vast fortune. 
he felt called by God to give it all away to the poor, the sick, and the suffering. And that started his legend and his tradition, the tradition of him being uh, generous and and uh, jolly soul as far as all that goes. Uh, he went on to become a priest and a bishop in the church. And uh, uh, again, that was during Diocletian's time, Emperor Diocletian, who persecuted Christians and hated them. And uh, so Nicholas was persecuted and was actually imprisoned for five years. So, so Santa Claus has done time in the big house. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know that. And uh, persecuted for his faith. And so, so us learning about, you know, the tragedy, you know, uh, you know learning about him, he, he experienced loss and grief and pain at such a young age and then went on to you know suffer persecution and hate for his faith and he have experienced all that but yet he overcame it all and got through it all with his faith that faith in jesus he was sold out for jesus he loved god so what and, happened and he did they take his wealth when he was in prison i'm curious well, at that point, uh, he had pretty much given it away, you know, and by then, you know, as a priest and bishop, you know, they, they just, they're living off of uh, people's tithes and offerings to the church. Uh, but, yeah, just to finish my thought on what happened, you know, with us, just learning how he survived all that and got through it, you know, uh, through with his faith and, you know, joy and love, all the fruits of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and that he is able to to uh you know suffer through all that but yet still turn the turn the cheek and, and be loving and caring and be the be the the person that we uh know him to be today as far as uh that goes yeah yeah and so yeah his wealth going back to your question yeah he was uh poor at that point <laughs> at the point he got out of out of prison so do you know yeah. how old he was when he got out of prison my guesstimates, uh, I have him in the book uh, in his late 20s, early 30s. Uh, it's it's hard to say uh, specifically when. Uh, Diocletian, well, it, yeah, he is 30 to 35, basically. Yeah. And so. During those five years. What happened after that? Well, after that, he got out, and Diocletian uh had sickness and so he was actually the first roman emperor to ever step down from being emperor they're usually killed assassinated or died of old age and uh, so he is the first one to actually ever step down and so then it changed hands you know people were fighting for leadership through that uh during that time we're talking uh 305 to 310 bc at this point and then what happened by uh, 315-ish, uh, Constantine uh, became emperor and was held on to that. And we know how things went from that point with Constantine. So it's interesting, Nicholas, his life, his life coincided with Constantine. And during that time, and Constantine's known for uh, creating the Council of Nicaea, or Nicaea, however right. you want to pronounce it in 325 AD and he called 300 bishops uh, to get on the same page about the Holy Spirit, about when Easter is going to be, about all these different uh, and very important topics uh, to have uh, the Christian religion uh, consistent throughout and Nicholas was part of that 
council, and uh, so he is around with Constantine and part of uh, Constantine's uh, during Constantine's uh, rule. Christianity became the religion of the Roman Empire, and so Nicholas was a part of all that during that time, which is fascinating. Absolutely, absolutely fascinating. So, you came to the conclusion here in the title of the Gospel of Santa Claus. How do you relate that to the Gospel itself? So, yeah, it's a little controversial at first when uh, a friend had mentioned that title, and I thought about it along the way too, but let it go because it sounds a bit sacrilegious. Uh, but when you break it down, the, the word gospel means good news, message. And so the gospel, good news message of Santa Claus really is the gospel, good news message of, of St. Nicholas who we know is sold out for, for God. And then, so I just liken it to the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And, you know, what was, it was the good news of Matthew, you know, sharing about Jesus, the good news of uh, John, the gospel of John, sharing about Jesus. And so the gospel of St. Nicholas or the Santa Claus, who we know, uh, is really the gospel of Jesus, just sharing about who Jesus Which is, what, what the plan of yeah, and, was and a so to that? pardon me. Saint Nicholas's life itself was a testimony. Yeah, to his, his whole own life, faith. exactly. That he, what he, if, if he was here today, sitting here, he'd say, "No, the story is all about Jesus. It's right. not about Saint Nicholas. God exactly was allowing me to love my culture at the time yeah. with the gifts that, including wealth that he'd given me. So Absolutely. what a beautiful story! And Absolutely. so. Here you've capsulated for all of us, so we would <laughs> enjoy the next season. Yeah. So it, it may be a bit before before Christmas this year, but hey, what a cool book to give yeah. um, as a gift. Yeah, you could go absolutely. to Amazon and get five or six, and then by all means come back and rate it. It's The Gospel of Santa Claus by Wayne Vanderwall. Vanderwall, yeah. Thank you. And may I make one comment about the Please. format of the book? Sure. So what I did was uh, one of my pastors mentioned, boy, I'd love it to be like a devotional where I can read to my grandkids. And so what I ended up doing was splitting it up into 30 chapters to be read the 30 days before Christmas. And so starting on November 25th, families, because I'd read to my children before bed. And so that was uh, what I meant to do was to uh, break it up so families can read it together each evening. And uh, so, sort of an Advent, a kind of an ad yeah, exactly, and it goes along with the Advent season also. What so, a read a way. chapter a night, starting November twenty fifth, and it climaxes and it ends on uh, December 25th? December twenty fourth, actually, Christmas yes. Eve. There you go. And uh, I can count to thirty. Maybe. <laughs> no, sorry. And. Uh, and so, and then I also added devotions at the end of each chapter for those who want to go a little deeper with the content of each chapter. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited there about it. There you go, the just, Gospel of Santa Claus. How yeah, fun. Yeah. Again, inspired by the true story. of. Uh, it took me seven years to write. I'm a school psychologist, and so I could only had time to write on Christmas, Easter, and summer vacation. So it actually <laughs> took me seven years to write. And so during that se those seven years was a journey for me, uh, you know, in my own personal walk. I'm and sure. so, so this book, in a lot of ways, was was therapeutic for me and uh, spiritual for me. So there's a lot of personal things that you know, difficulties and and joys that that translated into the book itself, just from my own personal life as well. So, so yeah, it is. A, 
personal book. Very personal. It is. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Wayne. Yeah. God bless. Thanks, thanks so much for having me. I You're appreciate welcome. it, Robbie. Bye-bye.